know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K23. Myself, Mamutsi, alongside me as always, the one, the only, Mr. BJ Armstrong. Real name. No gimmicks, Mo. No gimmicks. BJ, listen, it's that time of the year now. It's crunch time. Three of the four conference finalists are set. Well, for sure, Mo, we got an eighth seed and we got a seventh seed. <laughs> I was just finals. about to say, what does this mean for the regular season uh, moving forwards? That's I the question know. I have. Because, I don't know. because the Lakers team is not the team that they played with up until February, right? And usually when we see big roster shifts mid-season, they don't work. But these guys got LeBron, so it's working out, right? And then the Miami Heat, I can't remember the exact quote of what Jimmy Butler gave. Uh, I'm searching for it right now. But he basically said he doesn't care about the regular season. Um, so well, him, I can see know, this. what are your thoughts as an old school NBA fan? Like, because when you were growing up, you watched teams and it's like the best teams typically succeed in the playoffs. Regular season teams aren't playoff teams. <laughs> That's mm. what I'm going to say. Word to Julius <laughs> Randle. Regular yeah, season you play, know. you got sixteen, you got eighty-two game players, and you got sixteen game players. And you, you, you know, Julius Randle. I'm gonna cut him player. a break. I'm gonna cut him a break. No, I'm gonna cut him a break. Okay. He had a serious ankle. He had a serious ankle injury. I, and... I'm not referring to just this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, you know what? You know his availability mode during the, the that that time period. I. I I, I, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say this. You know, Mo, he 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 shows up, and and I get it, and you know, and that's and that's how we that's how we traditionally that's how we've evaluated players. However, that's why I think the players now have elected to do what you and I also we don't like doing the regular season, which is hey they they, they load manage and don't want to play. Just because of that. So, mm-hmm. you know what, Mo? I'm going to respect. He showed up. He didn't play well. Mm-hmm. We can say that. He didn't play well. But you know what? I'm not going to penalize him for that because, you know, for whatever respect. reason. Yeah, respect. He, has a, he, he hasn't played well. We also have to show respect to Jalen Brunson. 41 points in trying to keep. It was a close game to the end. Shout out to Jalen Brunson and everything he's achieved this season because... That kid put himself on the map as a star in the NBA. You know, last season it was kind of like, okay, cool. He's getting it done, but Luca's there. And then we saw him win without Luca. But this season, there's no there's no debating. Um, but congratulations to Miami Heat, who move on to be the first team in the Eastern Conference Finals. We're going to talk about the team that will be joining them in a sec. Um, but let's talk about things over in the West. Because, okay. BJ, today is a sad day for me. Um oh. You know, when you're a kid and and you're growing up and you're like Santa Claus and then the day you discover, if any of you guys are listening to this podcast with your kids in the car right now, turn mute it for the next 30 seconds. The day you discover Santa Claus is not real or the day you discover the tooth fairy is not real, right? Tonight, we discovered that game six clay is not a real thing because he went three of 19 from the field for eight points minus 33 as the defending champions went crashing out of the NBA playoffs. So, 
Congratulations to the to the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James put up 30. Austin Reeves put up 23. Anthony Davis, 17, but with 20 rebounds. DeAndre Russell had 19. Lonnie Walker had 30. They had scoring across the board. Um, Steph Curry and the Warriors, on the other hand, I mean, Steph showed up with 32. Dante DiVincenzo was finally playing like the Dante DiVincenzo we all thought he would when they first made the move for him in the offseason. But other than that, no Warriors player correct double figures. So what are your thoughts now moving forwards for the Golden State Warriors? Um, you know, Mo, I, I, I remember, you know, I, I've had, I've seen a couple of teams who have had a, you know, had a run, you know, I, I've been involved with some of those teams personally. Mm -hmm. I've been able to witness some of those teams. And I'll always remember this quote, when it ends, it's always going to end bad. Mm hmm and that's what I was reminded of tonight. I said, you know what? I want to appreciate these guys, the Golden State Warriors. They've had an amazing run. I mean, they truly have, Mo. I mean, the, the last decade, they've gotten about, what, four championships out of this? Yep. Went to the finals, what, six times? Mm-hmm. But it's been incredible to witness. But at some point, Mo, you know, as, as you know, they say, you know, all good things must come to an end. And it's clear, Mo, that they need to make major changes if they're going to compete at the highest level. Now they're gonna they're gonna have to make some major changes with the core of their team. Now, I mean, they've tinkered now, you know, with these young players. Are they going to develop them? Are they going to whatever the case may be? Now, Mo, it's clear that they're going to have to if they're going to compete at the highest level because Steph Curry, you know, he's he's still you know, he's not he. He's still, when you look at it in the playoffs, a top five player in the NBA. Yes, but you got to get him through the regular season. Mm -hmm. You got to have to get him through the regular season. Okay, and what, what does that mean? That means we can't rely on him to carry a team through 82 games. Okay, that's just, it is what it is. Now, it's not saying he can't elevate his game once the playoffs begin, provided he didn't wear himself out, wear himself out during the regular season. So, Mo, they're going to have to revamp their team. As you know, Mo, you, you know, as I say, you're gonna, they're going to have to utilize depth, roster reconstruction. What are they going to do with their front office? What are they going to do with, you know, Steve Kerr? I'm assuming he's going to stay and come back. And then they're going to have to provide, I mean, not a guy on their starting lineup with the exception of Steph tonight scored in double figures. Mm -hmm. You just can't win that way, Mo. You know what I mean? As great as Steph is, and they're going to have to figure this one out. So it's going to be fascinating to watch the Golden State Warriors. You know, I don't know if it's possible to build. Maybe, maybe you can build a, you know, a team with a, with a significant, however, free agent or whatever it is they're going to do. But it's clear after watching this series that the rest of the league has caught up to them. They've caught up with how they play, the speed of, of the game in which they play, and they don't have a significant advantage when they go small. Think about that, Mo. Mm -hmm. You know, they always had this lineup where no one could counter it. Well, they looked small tonight. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, yep. there was no answer for Anthony Davis. LeBron James was clearly just bullying his way to the basket. 
and they had no counter for it. Whether they went zone, man to man, whatever it is they do, whatever they were going to do, there was just no counter for what's going on. So I think the rest of the league is caught up. I don't think they've changed. I just think the rest of the league is finally caught up now and it's time for something new and look for a new advantage. Well, it's interesting, you know, the kind of the architects for this, Bob Myers is contract is expiring this summer um, mm-hmm. to see if he resigns in the front office. But we've seen him starting to make his roads into media. I even saw him do a podcast with Jay Cole on as a guest. So it's going to be interesting to see if he stays over there. Draymond Green has his player option, which he should likely pick up. Um, having said that, it's unclear whether the Warriors will keep him long term after that with the money he's looking for. Clay Thompson as well is in a similar situation in terms of keeping them long term. The player that they gave the big contract to, Jordan Poole, simply did not show up in the playoffs this year. Now, I understand that playing on the team with Draymond Green, who knocked him spark out in the preseason, may have affected his confidence a little bit. So I'm going to be interested to see if he gets moved or if Draymond ends up being moved whether we re-see Jordan Poole coming back. Um, but aside from that, they don't have too much where you actually look at the roster and you think, okay, they've got the pieces to make a trade to put uh, another star around Steph Curry to make a championship run. Is this the last time we see Steph Curry going deep-ish into the playoffs? Well, you know, Mo, it's it's you can never say never. You know, you just have to find the right combination of players. I mean, Steph Curry is still an elite player. I mean, he's still a player that's very capable. And now how long that he's going to maintain that, you, you never know. When you are when you are a guard, you know, and I can speak from experience, when you're a guard, when the wheels fall off, they fall off because you don't have height. You know, it's not like you can lose a step and then mm-hmm. keep on trucking at 6'3", okay? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? You're a seven footer. You lose a step. You know, you're still seven feet. You know, you just you, you just learn how to play a different way. Mm-hmm. When you lose your speed and quickness, Mo, and your game relies on speed and quickness, and these guards keep getting faster and faster. The John Morantz, the De'Aaron De- De- Fox, you know, these guys just keep coming, right? Mm-hmm. And so so let's say he's he's gonna he's gonna be the best version of himself right now. However, Mo, at some point here, you know, we can't keep saying uh, we're waiting. We're relying on a 35-year-old guard to carry us a 35-year-old point. I mean, let's just call it what it is. You know what I mean? Like, he's extended this. I think well beyond probably most. I, I don't think I they were supposed to win last year or be thought about yeah, as contenders yeah, yeah. this year. Like it's, it's when so, you think you know, about it, it's crazy what they've done. So, you know, I, I just want to appreciate it. And however, you know, who knows, maybe they can pull off a, a major trade or, or do something with their roster. I don't know what, what they're thinking about. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, it hasn't even been 24 hours yet. So yeah, so, I'm sure they understand this. They they know what they got to do if they're going to compete. I mean, you got to have elite players. That's just the bottom line. Well, they have, you know, Steph Curry has shown that he's still there. And then, you know, depending on the others, who can contribute and play at, play at that level to complement that. But they're going to need another player that's going to be able to carry the burden. And more importantly, Mo, they need depth to get them through the 82-game season. I mean, that's if there's more than anything, Mo, I want to say this. I mean, they were awful this year. I think by they would even admit that on the Mm -hmm. road. Yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. So, yeah. So, 
now they're going to have to get back to playing, you know, winning basketball consistently, right? Meaning they're going to have to defend without fouling. They're going to have to figure out how to play and win on the road. They're going to have to figure out how to play, you know, with, with the depth that you go eight, nine, 10, especially during the regular season. So there are a lot of things, Mo, that they're going to have to do. They're going to have to take a look at themselves and figure it out. I think they've pushed this group as far as they can push them. You know, give these guys credit. They fought to the end. And I didn't want to count them out. I wanted to respect them. And I said I was going to do that. But give the Lakers credit. The Lakers, they had the answers. I mean, whether it was Schroeder guarding him, Vanderbilt guarding Steph Curry, Anthony Davis simply was the best he was the best player in the series. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I mean, he was terrific. I know, you know, there was a lot said, whether it was warranted or not. The bottom line is he was the best player in the series. And they're advancing. And now, you know, let's start talking about, you know, the Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets. Yes. Well, BJ, that's going to be an epic series. Just, you know, to finish on this one, we talked to the start of the show about the regular season not mattering because – the Lakers are the seventh seed and the Heat are the eighth seed, and they're both in the conference finals. However, you made a great point. The regular season clearly does matter because the yes. road demons of the Golden State Warriors did, in the end, come back to bite them, being unable to win on the road in LA. I know they won on the road in Sacramento, but you've got to bear in mind, with respect to the Kings, you're playing against a team who's making their first ever appearance in the playoffs in the last 16 years, and young guys who haven't been in those situations before. Okay, cool. Now you're meeting a team which features battle-tested guys who have been to the highest stage and they weren't able to get it done. And that's what it's about. And I'm sure when the Warriors look back, they're going to wish that they'd been able to come up with something to win on the road because tonight, you know, they really had a chance to force a game seven and put the pressure on the Los Angeles Lakers. So shout out to the uh, Lakers. What's scary is, you know, LeBron James, he had a great series, but he had a quiet series by his standards of what we're used to seeing him for the playoffs. And I was watching him throughout the series and I said, man, this is scary for the league. Because it looks like he's got another gear to shift into that we're going to see him go into in the next round and potentially the NBA Finals. So we've got the Warriors going home, the Knicks going home, meaning that we're going to see the Lakers versus the Nuggets and then the Miami Heat versus either the Boston Celtics or the Philadelphia 76ers. So that's what I want to talk about today because okay. we, we've not got any games tomorrow, so we're going to have a day off with no show tomorrow. And then on Sunday... We have the Celtics versus the Sixers in Boston for game number seven. And it's a lovely early tip-off, uh, 8.30 tip-off here in the UK. This, I think, is 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, let's have a little preview of that game and what the key uh, adjustments that you're going to be look looking for either team to make and who we think is coming out with the W on that. Which one do you want to start with? With the Celtics and the Sixers. I'm going with the seeds. Uh, you know what, Mo? I you lost you you, you lost faith in your seeds. You know you counted yeah, them out. I have. I'm going to stick with them. I, you know, I I just think when they are engaged, you know, they're they're terrific. And I will say this: for whatever reason, they finally figured out that you you know defense wins with Rob Williams. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, well, you know. Uh, you know it's amazing <laughs> to me, Mo, because you you know you you know I I know it sounds crazy, but Mo, I just when you are playing when you are playing or participating 
in a winning culture and winning basketball, you have to understand what wins and what doesn't win, right? Mm -hmm. It's easily to get seduced by, hey, man, such and such was unbelievable tonight. Oh, man, he shot eight for 11 from three. Mo, that's not sustainable. Facts. It's it's like it's like fool's gold. Facts. Okay, what is sustainable, Mo? Defense. You got to rebound the basketball, and you got to and you just got to say, hey, I know it's not, you know, it's 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 not the the the, the thing that everyone wants to talk about. Who wants to talk about defense? But Mo, if you want to win, you got to do it. Yep. So. You know, everyone likes, you know, shoot threes and double step backs and you know all the things that are somebody caught a body. He crossed him over. OK, those things are fun. I mean, well, I, I like talking about him, too. Guy, you know, he had a career high. But, you know. There's a reason Rob Williams. There's a reason the Celtics became who they were when they Rob were, Williams but, became Rob Williams. He's the guy. I mean. Say what they want to say. Yeah, Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, those guys are the best players on the team. No question about it. Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. No doubt about it. But mm-hmm. if you really want to be serious about this, mm-hmm. you, need the, you need the time, Lord. Okay? He's yep. the only guy that can create second opportunities for them on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. He's just a unique player. I mean, Mo, I wasn't even sold on. I remember you used to talk about him all the time. And I was like, yeah. They called me a madman. They yes, called me but crazy. But you know but, what, uh, Mo? Even last year on one leg. Yep. You know, Mo, I would argue last year, if he was healthy, there's no way they're losing. 100%. He was literally 100%. playing on one they're leg. They're champions last year if he doesn't get injured. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? But that's part of the series. He's just a difference maker. He's an impactful player. Now, he doesn't look particularly 100% healthy to me. I don't know about no, what you think. No, he hasn't looked healthy all season since he had his surgery. Yes. And I think that he... might be that might be part of the reason why they haven't started him because it's hard to get him a lot of minutes. Like, they win the minutes where he plays in this series, but he's only played like 15, 20 minutes. And then in the last game, when he started, they finally were able to give him a more of an extended run. So... Would he... Well, yeah, if he can play... If he can play, you know, I mean, listen, they're what nine games away now from winning the whole thing. Yep, yep. If he can, if he can hang in there and and just keep, you know, trucking along, I think you know he's the difference maker. He is an impact. He is an impactful player. So I'm going to say that the Celtics. You know, I I know the Sixers are going to be come out. They're going to do their thing, but. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with them. I'm gonna roll if, with them in if, Game Seven. If you're the Sixers, and you've just lost the chance to close out the series at home, because Rob Williams coming into the lineup changed things, what adjustment can you make going into this Game oh, man. Seven? Excellent. You know, Mo, I, I, you know, I love to I love to tinker with 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 stuff like that. Okay, with mm-hmm. with players. So you know, listen, I'm not second guessing anybody, but. What I would do is the following. I have the I have the biggest and strongest interior player in the series. Mm-hmm. Arguably the best player on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Even with Jason Tatum. And that's you know, I mean, he is the he is the MVP. Yeah, it's not too many players that you say is better 
or can be more impactful than Jason Tatum. And you have another guy that's right below him at any given night is, is Jalen Brown. Brown. Okay. Yep. But you but you have a player in in, in Joel Envy. Now, the thing about Joel Embiid is this. As good as he is on the offensive end, what he really should be is defensive player of the year. But we know why he's not defensive player of the year. Okay, he's not in that level of condition to give that type of effort. Yeah. So this is what I would do. I would move him around the floor to three spots. Well, four spots. The left block, the right block, that's two spots. Mm -hmm. I would duck him in the middle of the paint, right? Just just run down the middle of the paint, Joel. Seal. Just seal, pin him, see, can I get him the ball there? And I would move him at the pinch post. But I would only give him the ball when he's on the move. Why? Because if you watch, if you watch Jokic, he always catches the ball on the move. Mm-hmm. I w- this stuff with Joel out there screening at the three-point line, my answer is, at this stage of the season, for what? It is one of the most efficient plays in basketball, the harder than NBA pick and roll. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. However, I want to put the big fella at those four spots and get him the ball on the move so that he has one or two seconds like Jokic. I, I, I really am beginning to under. I haven't watched Denver. I must admit, I don't watch Denver as much as I probably should. Uh huh. It's been fascinating. It's been fascinating to watch him and how he plays. Okay, because he's not this. You know, he's not this super powerful, fast athlete. But you never ever see him catch the ball when he's not on the move. Mm-hmm. Which gives him a second or two to kind of get a, a visual of the other nine players on the floor. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's why he's so good, because he never catches the ball stagnant. He like he doesn't catch it and have to accept the double team. He's like, he's already moving. Like they'll do dribble weaves with him. He'll catch it at the box, have a fake handoff. They'll, the they'll, side they'll run a pin down for Jokic to come and catch the ball. That's what I'm saying. Like he's always I mean, Mo, it's, it's, I mean, think about this, Mo. Think about this. You're a five man and you're always playing. It's so counterintuitive to how you play. You know, you like, you bump, you know how fives play, right? They mm-hmm. bump each other, mm-hmm. they fight for position. Then they, you know, one kind of pins the other. Then they wrestle to get the ball. And then after all that happens, work, big fella. Yeah. Well, Joe, I mean, Jokic is like, he's doing pin downs. He's doing like dribble weaves. <laughs> He's like screen across, pin down, shot fake, step back, shot, push shot from the you know on a curl in the middle of the lane. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing. He's always catching the ball on the move. That's what I would do with Joel. The reason I would do that is because it limits the effectiveness of a double team, mm-hmm. and it forces you to double team him with smaller players. I'm convinced now after watching this last series, the only way you have a chance to contain Joel, I mean, Jokic is you have to play two bigs against him mm-hmm. because you can't, you can't double team him on the move with a smaller player, like a six, four player he playing can see, against a seven, see over, you can see over the top. Cause I always wondered how can he make those over the top passes? Well, he can make them because he's the, the, his, his vision is never obstructed. Mm-hmm. 
So, and he, he, he only needs to see a glance of it because then he throws the no look. Well, 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 Mo, he's always on the move. Like, Mo, he's not fast. He's not jumping over people. So how's he getting open then? Well, he's just constantly moving. He's like, you know, he's he doesn't play like a center, but he does everything a center can do. But he does it in a totally different. He's very clever. So if I were the Sixers, if I were the Sixers, I would ask my team to just focus in on the game. Don't worry about the referees because, you know, you don't get distracted in a game like this. And I I think the best thing right now for the 76ers would be is to utilize Joel Embiid from the free throw line down, but don't allow him to get double teamed immediately. Like force the team to like have to help recover, then double so that you can help Joel make the right play. Because he's a he's a more than a capable passer. Yeah, but that's what and I would do. His we'll decision making, the speed of his decision making, has really improved this year. I think it was the game against the Celtics earlier in the year where I was watching him, and I'm like, he's catching the ball, and he's already he knows what move he's going to go into before he even catches it. Yeah, so I before mean, the double team can even get there, he's spinning to the baseline or he's hitting the middle. Yeah. So, what about from a Celtics perspective though? Because they they have to control the tempo of the game. The okay. Celtics are going to have to force. The Celtics are going to have to force the 76ers to play five versus five, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, the Celtics are leading the series in fast break points. Um, yes, they, I, mean, they, I mean, it's clear. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's a, if the game slows down, you know, it, it probably, it, I think it favors the Celtics. I, I mean, normally I would say the Sixers. The Sixers can't, play slow down basketball why because james harden and tyrese maxi aren't really half court players they're full court players so i think the formula for the sixers is is simple get out early in transition and try to play advantage basketball if for some reason it's a five on five you got to work the big fella from the free throw line down all Mm -hmm. of this him catching the ball and getting to the short roll and all that stuff, I think that favors the Celtics. But if the Celtics are able to get stops, like every team needs to do, mm-hmm. and defend without fouling, because that's going to be important, you know, that you want your guys to play extended minutes versus Joel and the rest of the guys, yep. and show a wall to Maxi and Harden, because you, you can't let those guys get cooking. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like one of those guys are going to have to be, in, they're going to have to impact the game. But even like in the last game, game, Maxi was just hitting wide open threes in the half court. So that's okay. And if he does that, I'm fine. What I don't want him to do is get stops, push it and start breaking the defense down. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't want him to do now, because if he's doing that, then Tobias Harris gets involved. Then, you know, the other guys, They'll get some contribution from somebody else off the bench. And that's what I don't want. So James Harden and these guys, five on five, mm-hmm. you know, look for the Celtics to get to the free throw line to always set up their defense. That's the key. Can they play five versus five? I think it favors them to win the game. How can you get Jason Tatum going early? Because the last few games, he's really struggled in the first quarter, the first half, maybe in the first three quarters of the game. How can you make sure that he gets going early so you don't have a repeat of, Last because because if you look at game six, 
if Jason Tatum simply hit some of his shots, the Celtics would have blown him out rather than having a close game going down to the wire. Well, you know, I, 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 I wasn't that type of player, but I always knew if, if, if a star player I was playing with had it struggling early. The thing I always tried to focus in on, we got it. We always tried to get three stops in a row. If you get three stops in a row, Mo, mm-hmm. now you can kind of dictate what's going to happen on the other end, right? If I get a stop now, Mo, I'm in transition. To me, Mo, the game is incredibly simple if you can just get stops. Why? Because all the best teams know the same formula. My defense is my offense. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just that simple. How does that help Jason Tatum? It's so much easier, Mo, to play and shoot uncontested shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mo, right? The first quarter, I always, in a big game, I try to get as many uncontested shots that I can achieve or, or get to. So on the fast break or a catch and shoot three, because we saw Jason like Tatum I, to kind of yeah, create a lot I'm, of I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing in a big game. Mo, I, I know our star player has to have a big game. So, Mo, if we can get three stops in a row consecutively, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Mo, if you could get three consecutive stops, Mo, I can play transition basketball. If it's four versus three, I can get the ball to where I, I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. If I can get my best player a layup, if he could get a tip in, you just get to the free throw line. See the ball go through the basket a couple of times. You have no idea how big that is, especially in a game seven. Mo, you just want to see that ball go through the basket, okay? Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, can we establish defensively that we can stop this team? Because, Mo, I don't know the percentages because I'm not a, a percentage guy like, like that. You know, a lot of people know stats, but I can tell you this. There won't be many uncontested shots tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how are you going to get them? Well, Mo, this is how you get an uncontested shot. You get a stop. You get a steal. You, 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 you know what I mean? But an offensive rebound, scramble type situation. Offensive rebound, Rob Wing gets an offensive rebound, throw it out to Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. bam. You know what I mean? You, you, somebody gets a steal, a two-on-one, he gets a lay-in, bam. There, there's a careless mistake, like, you know, Vanderbilt did tonight. I, I, I was just so careless. Like, Jerry, mm-hmm. he just, it's like, it was, you, you got to get that. And then all of a sudden, Mo, now the flow happens for you. Then you, you know, you, you play, now you hit a tough shot and you go Jason Tatum has it going that's what he's got to get doing he's mm-hmm. taking too many tough shots right now they're relying yeah. too much on him to go one-on-one and well this is the playoffs and as you advance the defensive teams and the defensive assignments and the defensive players get more and more difficult so this is normal I, I'm not I'm, I'm not concerned about it but I do recognize the fact that he's going to have to they're going to have to do a better job to get him involved in that part or that flow of the offense or the defense, I should say. 
Now, this situation last year when the Celtics went on the road to Milwaukee in one game six to return home for a game seven to get to the Commerce Finals, we saw the Grant Williams game where he caught fire from three. BJ, one player from each team who will give an unexpected contribution. Oh, man. Who are you looking at? Mo, Mo, that's why they're unexpected. <laughs> well, let's try it. Let's try well, it. it. Let's, you know, let me let me look at these rosters here. Um, Because I think if the Sixers can get a big game out of Tobias Harris, then they win this fairly comfortably. Tobias Harris, I thought, played very well the last game, especially on the defensive end. I thought he did a good job. I just don't know if there's enough shots for him in what they're trying to do. I, I, I don't know. I You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to, you know who I'm going to say, Mo, they're going to need is this kid, DeAnthony Melton. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I'm going to say he's probably the most likely to be able to impact the game because he's probably going to play the most minutes. I mean, these benches are probably going to be really short tomorrow night. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if need be, there will be a couple guys, more than a couple guys that play 48 minutes, if need be. Yeah. Okay. Um, on the other hand, you know, Coach Missoula has really shortened that bench. I mean, I don't know how many how many players Seven. did he play last time. Seven. Mo, well, I I just I'm going to say Derek White probably. Yeah. You know, probably. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. I mean, those are two guards. You're expecting one of them. I mean, they all one or both always seems to play or get double figures. So that's not uncommon. However, Mo, I mean, they're going to need someone. I mean, our guy, Grant Williams, I don't know what has happened there, but he just, he's fell out. You know, he's just, yeah, he's just, he's just too inconsistent now. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, does Al Horford have more than two points? That would be the difference maker because you know what happened in the games where he hits a lot of threes, whereas the last two games he's not been able to hit one. I think he's zero from nine in the last two games. So because I, I, you know that I, also I, I think... forces the Sixers to extend their defense, and Embiid has to yeah. kind of pay more attention to him out there. So if Al Horford, look, I, I think the key is if Al Horford can get in double figures. And my man Rob Williams can play his vertical basketball, get some dunks, some tip ins, and get double figures. Now you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Now think, you're cooking. I think Marcus mm-hmm. Smart has to have a big game as well. Because yeah, I yeah, I mean it, that'd be nice, but you know what? I would rather have Jalen Brown and those guys attacking than Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. The reason being is because someone's got to run the team. The 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 the, the Celtics have to I mean I don't want to remind you of this Mo but I need Marcus Smart to take care of that basketball if he mm-hmm. just plays a good floor game that's good by me if he makes a basket that's a cherry on top yeah I, I you know I just want Marcus Smart to manage the team okay that, that's what I want from him if he could do that great if he makes shots like he made in the last game you're going wow I need Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to do their thing that's just give me 25 or more I need mm-hmm. our bigs to play, you know, I need the bigs to play, you know, you know, respectable. You know, I can't have two points. I just yeah. can't have two points. So yeah. if that happens, I think I think we're in good shape. Man, I'm excited for it. I do think the Sixers will win. Um, but it remains to be seen how that's gonna oh, go. Good. 
I mean, you would expect the MVP to win this game. Um, you know, James Harden needs his contract. Why would you expect it? Because Why would you if you're the, the most valuable player in the league, show us your value. Okay. Go win the He's game. The most valuable player, but certainly Mo, they're not the most valuable team. Come on, come on, Mo. You well, you've got a former team. MVP in James Harden who's okay. looking for a new contract this summer. You've got Tyrese Maxey okay. who's going to get a max contract. You've got Tobias Harris who got a max contract. Go get a win. Okay. Well, you have the defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. Last year's, yeah. Okay. You have all NBA players this year. Okay. This year, not former. This year, yeah, current. Okay, yep. so the All Sixers right. have two. The Celtics have two. The Sixers have one. Yeah. Okay. And you, you know what? And and Marcus Smart and Tyrese Maxey. All right. They, you know, that's a good matchup. All right. So I, you know, all all of that, giving them the edge without saying what the Celtics have. The Celtics. They have an all defensive guard coming off the bench for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And Derek White. They have the sixth man of the year. Current, not former. <laughs> current. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. So uh, by uh, all accounts, the Sixers, the Sixers, the Sixers have BJ Armstrong's favorite coach in the NBA. So okay. there's an yeah. advantage there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so by all accounts, the Celtics should win this game. But Maybe, you know. Yeah. Well, I think the Sixers will do it because they have an all defensive player coming off the bench. I mean, what a luxury to have. So your two top players is all defensive, an all defensive guard and the sixth man of the year. Hello. You you only have two players coming off the bench. Uh, uh, hello. You only have two players coming off the bench, though. The Sixers Bob are going to play like three, four. Maybe Bob Williams is an all-defensive player. Hello? He's he an didn't make the all-defensive team, He though. didn't make it, but he's an all-defensive player. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart is a defensive player of the year, former. Al mm-hmm. Horford is an all, a former all-star. No, don't tell me Al Horford. <laughs> Al Horford was a former all-star. BJ, you're a former all-star. Why don't you go play tomorrow night? I, I, I'm just saying that Al Horford, if, man, if this that's guy is... He, he was Al a former all-star in what felt like a lifetime ago. It's almost 10 years career, since he was an all-star. It, I mean, Al Horford would you be... You can't... Like, I get what you're saying, but saying Al Horford's an all-star is outrageous. Al Horford is a multiple all-star in this league. When? He'll, he... <laughs> in Atlanta. Exactly. Yeah, I mean he's a multiple All Star. Come on, okay, he's got a Hall of Fame career. Okay, okay the Celtics got Blake Griffin. The, the Celtics got Blake Griffin. He's an All Star as well. Let's throw that yeah, in the mix. That's as what well. I'm saying. Former. That's what I'm saying. That, there we go. They got Blake Griffin. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> former All Stars. They got former All Stars on their team. No, the Celtics. Okay, MVPs, the, the so, Sixers. Yeah. The Sixers have got former Sixth Man of the Year, Montrezl Harrell. I respect that. You know what I mean? They've got a. You got the. Hey, they got the former. You got the current. So you buy. By that logic, you have the advantage. <laughs> well, there's there's sick can't seem to get off the bench, so there's that. Um, we'll be here back uh Sunday night, uh Monday morning, breaking down what happens in that game seven, and we'll also have a little preview of the Western Commerce finals between the Nuggets and the Lakers because that tips off on I believe Tuesday. So uh Saturday night I can get some sleep. Sunday night we've got this game, Monday night get some sleep, and Tuesday night. The conference finals begin and every night they're at 8.30 Eastern, meaning 1.30 a.m. UK, which is better than the usual 3 a.m. tip-off. So shout out to the NBA. Um, And they're just rolling every night. We're going to keep this rolling. So make sure you subscribe to the show and we'll be here breaking it down for you. 
Congratulations to the Lakers. Fantastic game tonight. Congratulations to the Heat, who got it out at home in the end to move on to the conference finals. And we'll see which team joins them on Sunday night. This is the Hoop Genius Podcast. Subscribe, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>